This is Europe calling with Vince Tracy and Matt King. And not a lot of people know that. So, very good day, everybody. I use that expression, but looking out of the window uh, in terms of weather, uh, one side of the argument will be we need the rain and it's great. And the other side is it looks pretty desperate. I can't even see the mountain today, but desperate for the rain. That's what we are here in Spain. And it doesn't mainly stay on the plane. Let's just go west here. Uh, I'll be about, say, three quarters of an hour in the car and I should have found Matt. And I won't be at all surprised if there's a bit of water down there as well. So good morning to you, Matt. And uh, what's your... Well, good morning, Vince. Sorry to cut you off there. And the weather, well, it's beautiful, sunny day here. The skies are blue. It's uh, incredible. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it's uh, the same as you. It is a blanket of cloud. Um, you can't, I live just below the mountain, the Bernier Mountain, and you can't see. It's interesting, actually, if you ever come this way, if you look from our side, the Altair side, to the Bernier Mountain, you can see a line of trees that form about two thirds of the way up the mountain. And it runs as if it's like somebody's just drawn a pencil line underneath it. And the line is, and it's where the cloud comes down and the mist comes down to and feeds the terrain. And the rest of it's barren and bare, but you get this marvelous sort of green line, which certainly will be when you can see it uh, later, be, be very green, but it's, it's a, uh, Listen, like you said, we need the rain. We have to have the rain. If we don't have it, the reservoir's empty. The it's just a bit unfortunate. I, I feel for those visiting us at the moment who are coming, maybe saved all their their year up for a a week in Benidorm or a week in Javier or wherever. And of course, it's pouring with rain. Yeah, I have to say I don't feel quite as sad as maybe uh, maybe I should do. Um, I feel that uh, we have to be practical about this. And, um, you know, if, even if they've come from the moon, we need the rain. So sorry about that. <laughs> I don't feel... Yeah, no. I don't... no, we need the rain, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and the tourists, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be the same if there wasn't rain for the tourists either. Well, I think it's healthy that they see it because uh, too many people think that Spain is just nothing but heat. And, of course, um, when the British government decided to take away the heating allowance uh, from the older people who need it, then obviously they don't understand that the, uh, the the weather here in Spain can be quite dire. It can be very, very cold at times. OK, we don't it doesn't last that long, but uh, you, you certainly do need uh, your, your blanket on and your jumpers, etc. at certain times of the year, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. And I mean, there are some days that you think are incredibly close, but that's the fact. They're days. They're, they're not. That doesn't. This is a long period of time. This this is forecast for 10 days. We've had two days already. Um, so um, it's just a bit unfortunate that we've got visitors coming from the UK the following weekend. And it's going to be, uh, or this weekend rather, and it's going to be a wet and, uh, I'm sure it's going to be wet and windy. But, hey, listen, like you said, we need it. And yeah. uh, and I, I suppose I just don't want to see anybody de destroyed like they did in uh, their houses and homes destroyed like in 2007. And actually, I think down south as well, they were, a lot of people lost their homes in oh, tormentors. Yes. 
a little while ago, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, down, uh, I can't remember where it was, but it was volcanoes one day and and then floods the next. My goodness me, we are feel, feeling the wrath of God here. Well, I think we're tampering with uh, natural things anyway. So, look, um, we could wax lyrical maybe about the weather, maybe on our next podcast. But today... We're going to define uh, manners because that's what uh, we're talking about. And I'll start off by saying that it's ways of being that are socially correct and show respect for what it is that you're talking to, with or about or whatever. So are you happy enough with that or is there anything else you need to add in to just the definition? Los modales hacen al hombre. It's well, the yeah. Spanish Spanish translation of it, and it, I suppose it means that your mannerisms and characteristics make you who you are, mm. and that is to say people are judged by their manners and conduct, but it's it's earliest use as manners make it man. Yeah, It's a bit broader meaning, the manners that make us human, that politeness and etiquette are what prevent us from falling into savagery. Now, there's a there's a topic on its own, probably, for another day. Have we fallen into sav- savagery? Well, I, I think we're certainly on our way for But it was derived from the centuries-old works of William Horman. I don't know if you heard of him. No. Um, it translated simply means that the proverb states that politeness, good manners, and civility are essential to humanity. Okay. Um, and, of course, Shakespeare was a... a given that as well he he he, he uh, was uh, very keen on making that uh, a priority in his writings so really when we're looking at where does the concept of uh, manners come from i mean we're looking at a different age because the very fact that we use the old english maketh uh, suggests really that you've got uh, little shades of old biblical language as well um, and that people did come from a time, don't forget that uh, I, I came from a Britain that had been Christian. Um, you know, you, you might have seen less aspects of it, obviously, as uh, you came from a later time, but certainly as I was growing up, it was a Christian country. And people really did have Christian values. Now, of course, that in itself um, can be a very debatable thing because what would have been values and valued by some members of society, our current woke brigade would be uh, jumping down and uh, stopping oil and doing all sorts to protest that really, uh, you know, they weren't the true values. So... I think really, uh, where can we start? Let, let's say, if we started at table manners. Now, can you have any rec- recollection of your table manners that you were taught by your parents? Well, on, only that um, I have been, t- again, reiterating the fact that I have lost my memory and uh, that memories are very vague for me. I can remember... Uh, uh, I can remember sitting in actually in Australia. We'd just gone there as ten pound poms, and I was only about ten. And uh, we were being put up in a in a hotel in Brightonley Sands near near Sydney. And uh, I wanted the same as my father: chicken in a basket. And I 
I screamed and screamed and screamed. And in the end, I ended up with nothing. But uh, I was t- the, in Australia. They, they, they do have manners. Their, their manners are different, but they are they still stick by values, um, which I think also comes into to manners as well. And uh, I was escorted by my father and the waiter to the room and I ate nothing. But uh, mm. I, I think that was bad. That was bad. manners. That's the first real remembrance I have of my father telling me that I was a bad mannered child. Mm. Very interesting, because it's only by going back and revisiting your formative years that you often get a glimpse of things that mm, now you can understand why you feel so strongly. Now, for example, um, I come from an age when uh, we had phrases like the family that prays together stays together. And so uh, we, we, we would actually... I've not heard of that one before. That's a good one. Well, we would actually um, kneel down and say the rosary in the family. You know, uh, we would have, um, you, you know, my mum and my dad and my two older sister i have one elder sister who died and then another one that lives in albia and so the three of us were the first batch of family if you like and uh, we used to uh, kneel down and we'd say the rosary but more importantly when we ate we had none of this television stuff that um, basically everybody has these days uh, which is the TV um, belching out its uh, often filth um, and certainly uh, a lot of the stuff which really doesn't relate to the days that I'm describing. And, you know, we'd sit down at the table. There would be nothing uh, to disturb the meal. There'd be no radio. Certainly we didn't have a television at that time. And uh, when we finished the meal, I can still say it by rote because exactly this is what I used to have to say. I would have to say, thank God, please, may I leave the table? And then I wouldn't be able to leave the table until my dad or my mum, but usually my dad, would say, yep, okay, you can go. And, uh, you know, I'd normally be uh, prefaced with a question of uh, what was I going to do, uh, remembering that we only had two bedrooms upstairs and a front room that was never used. Uh, So, you know, things were so different that um, sometimes you need this... uh, it's like you need a good shaking. We go and remember what life used to be like because we did have manners. And uh, the reason why we had manners is because our parents instilled those values into us. Now, we'll have the Woke Brigade if they happen to be listening to this particular podcast. They would be telling me that my dad and my mum were wrong. But my experience of life... And my knowledge of what we're living through at the moment tells me that my mum and my dad were totally correct. That's how I feel. Um, so your thoughts on what I've told you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I can recall having to sit at the table. I mean, my father worked like a dog, to be honest. His company really abused it. Like I said to you, I think I've told you before, he was an estimator for a big building company, but he had to get these estimates in. And so, therefore, sometimes our regular Sunday lunches or our Saturday tea was quite an important one for us as well uh, to all be together as a family. Although we didn't have the religion. I didn't have the religious element from my parents. My mum did go to church, but I I followed that path on my own. Um, 
but partly through to the the scene that was going on with music at the time with um just after Billy Graham, you had Norm Larry Norman, was it? I think Larry Norman was one of the singers and uh, and then Godspell and all of Jesus Christ Superstar. So I was influenced by that sort of music to the church. But uh, it certainly wasn't part of uh, our routine to bring in any prayers as such um, for the, the family in general. I did used to say a prayer and ironically, uh, my son Darcy, he he now um will pray before food or he will i don't know who he's praying to because i'm not sure what god he believes in but he will be thankful and and i think that's a good thing as well you know he's he's 22 and every meal he has wherever he is uh he will stop before the meal and be quiet and say whatever he says in his head but it's normally to thank be thankful for everything for family but he's not he doesn't go to church he's not religious he's not got a faith as such but it's a it's the it's just hit the what what he's become and how he's become how the how the hell he's done it i don't know because he's the path has not been straight for him but uh, you know he's he his his manners are are improving and he's getting much much better well, I interesting yeah i, I certainly uh, will always uh, quietly say say uh, something when I can remember to say that before before I eat. Um, in particular, I always make sure I thank Anne because, you, you know, by the time that the meal's been prepared and everything, uh, you know, I think that's something that I always used to thank my mum or uh, certainly Anne for. I just feel it's that is good manners to say thank you. If we go out to a restaurant, I always try to be polite to the waiters. I always like to make sure that as much as I can, I compliment them on the food, tell them how much I've enjoyed it. Very rarely do I uh, ever uh, say much. Even if I don't like something, I'll just sort of put that to one side and we don't go back. Um, but we uh, we don't like to confront. Um, going back to um, my formative years again, my mum was a convert and... My dad's family was an Irish Catholic family, obviously. Um, my granddad came across from Ireland, wanted to be a police officer, uh, wasn't allowed to because he was a Catholic. Apparently, that was part of the uh, sort of remit at the time. My mum, when she came up from London, it was after the war, and she must have been quite lonely, really, because uh, she was away from her family, and she was taking on uh, an, an enormous amount of new values probably from my dad who was quite a strict sometimes a bit overly strict catholic um but then again he had no mother you see his mother died when he was six so a, a lot will depend on uh, what happened uh, to my dad obviously at the time when his mother's influence had gone and my granddad i know would have been pretty strict with him and, uh, you know, so uh, th these sorts of values that, um, you know, were were part of my life were really uh, instilled in it um, because my dad had his upbringing. My mum would be compliant with my dad, although later, um, not talking about a huge amount of time later, I know that she would have even physically um, had a go at him if uh, like he was thumping me and you know there were times when such uh, such a thing happened you know but then when I think back you see it was my own fault 
you know, if you're going to give cheek to somebody who's coming home tired after a huge cycle ride, 40 or 50 miles, trying to do some work and get, you know, the life back on track after the Second World War, after being in the in the army, um, you know, there was no there were no programs about. I think people forget the quality of what uh, have has become soft really was totally non-existent. So when we think of the things that my mum and dad were trying to help us to grow up to be, um, was like when you've had something nice, you say thank you. Uh, when you want something, you say please, and you still... That stayed with me. So they've had a successful outcome from certainly, I think, myself and certainly from what I know of my sisters. I think they will always try and... You know, try and be um, polite. Um, sometimes, of course, we'll all argue, but I think the underlying thing is to be as polite as you can when you disagree with somebody, which is difficult. Yeah, politeness. Yeah, you've got you've got to be polite in in every situation. I mean, <clears throat> just going back to what you said earlier about in a restaurant, you'll always be polite. I mean, I I will always be polite. I'm from your school. It, that's the way I was brought up. But if something is wrong, I will always tell them. And if I don't, um, and I don't do it through tipping or necessarily or whatever, I will actually bring them over. And I'm not afraid. I learned that in America, really, that to actually say to them, listen, this isn't good. This isn't uh, what I order. This isn't acceptable. It doesn't happen very often, I have to say. No, uh, It doesn't right. happen very often. But I will stand my ground with something, if especially if it's uh, reasonably priced or it's, it's it's exceptionally priced. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is manners as well, because if you can't take, don't give it if you can't take it. Yeah. And I've always been, uh, you and I are from the same sort of school. I'm sure yours are a bit stricter than mine. I think you call it stricter, or should you call it a slightly different era? I don't know, but yeah. People did things for reasons, and I think one of the things was that well, you said it in your uh, your uh, statements earlier that you spent a lot of time with the family around meals and being there together. Look at today, Vince. How many people actually sit round together as a family and talk? Yeah, I don't know anybody. They might go out for a meal together. But it's not the same as sitting around your own kitchen table and chatting and talking like you would do at home without the TV on, without a tray on your lap and whatever. And, of course, that, that to me, that is sort of bad manners. I'm never surprised at, at the people nowadays, if I go somewhere, um, sitting and to see somebody and watching the TV while they're talking to me. Yeah. I mean, that. That really gets my go, but uh, but actually, I don't say anything. Maybe I should. Um, I, well, but it, it's ignorance. I, I feel exactly the same as you do. Um, we often sit down and have a meal with, uh, um, usually family. I think uh, family, and if they've got friends with them, so you know, we'll have maybe six around the table at least once a week. Um, even when it's Anna and myself, uh, we might just sit down and um, obviously it depends what you're eating. If it's just a snack and say there was something that we would particularly prefer to watch, 
um, especially something that is of value, because I think this is, again, something that when we both agree it's of a value, um, we will sit and watch it together and plan the meal around something that we want to see. So um, we look at, uh, really, this is all about appropriate behaviour. Uh, so, for example, uh, we'll say with a twinkle in our, our eyes and a bit of jocularity, um, you know, that you shouldn't burp and you shouldn't fart, um, you, you know, in polite company. Uh, although I would imagine virtually every planet, um, every person on the planet at some point has, um, um, shall we say, uh, indulge in such behavior every now and again and had a good laugh about it but in polite circumstances that again would be something that really you'd try not to do wouldn't you well you 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 i mean you can't help bodily functions to be perfectly honest and the polite way of getting around it especially if you have a good trump and it is a a stinker is to really just apologize or I mean, a lot of people make a joke of it, and and another way that's that breaks breaks the uh, the 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 uh, sort of the, the the disgusting element of it, I suppose. But at the end of the day, I it, that sort of thing never never bothered us. Although my mother used to be pretty, uh, she used to be pretty vocal about it. Um, but she would never. The other thing, she would never admit to it either. My mother. Um, <laughs> Although she was, I was, I was caught behind her as a child a few times, and uh, she did let rip a few times, and she she would blame me for it. But that was, I think, going back to those those days. And if I accused, said it wasn't me, well, she said, "Who do you think it was then?" <laughs> so I and I knew that there was no way I was going to go. It was you, Mum, because uh, that wasn't going to happen. But yeah, I, I mean, I I I think I don't see an issue, even in the politest. In, I'm just trying to think of dinners and, and things I've done. Um, I think people who, with manners actually do pass wind, as my father would say, mm. uh, and apologise for it and make no, it's a natural, some, it's something natural. And that has always been in my family. But I do know people who have gone potty <laughs> because uh, somebody's farted at the table and done whatever and, you know, not apologise. Who's mm. done that? Yeah. Come on, who's, who's done it? Well, I remember yes. my, my mum once, for some reason, she'd read a health article or something, and she decided she was going to make brimstone and treacle. And uh, she encouraged um, my dad and my, my, myself and my sister to take it. And, of course, there were repercussions. And, of course... We, Absolutely. What a good combination. Well, we, we really... I mean, we all suffered from the fresh air angle, but also, of course, we did have a good laugh about it. So, you know, there is that side of it that, again, you know... OK, let's go to something which, um, here in Spain, is a little bit different to England. And... You know, it's this business of queuing up because you can go to England and uh, the England I left, I don't know how bad it is or better or what, worse now, uh, but you often would have to queue. And it was always a question of waiting quietly and 
probably talking to the to the person in front or behind you in the queue um, and waiting for your turn. Uh, of course, latterly, we've had machinery that's come in and given us a buzz or a ticket number. But predating that, we just to you we just used to wait patiently. Now, of course, if you come to Spain, uh, a Spanish queue is somewhat different. Uh, although you will find that people do tend to say, are you the last person in the queue? And then, you know, they seem to work it out quite pleasantly. Um, whereas, of course, if you do get somebody queue jumping, immediately people will jump on that and uh, speak quite sharply to the person who is accused of queue jumping. So um, queuing up, is that something that you uh, feel is very British? and very different to Spanish queue jumping, uh, queuing. I, I, I did think, I did used to think that. I, I, I definitely did. And, and, and along with that one that goes with that one is please and thank you, because the Spanish don't say please and thank you. And, of course, both you and I, if we hadn't have said please and thank you in the appropriate moments, would have – I certainly would have had a clip round the ear and uh, – or been rebuffed by my par both parents um, and my grandfather and my grandparents. They they would have done exactly the same. Yeah, um, I, I I feel rebuked I rather than rebuffed. I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. Um, and also, when I'd be about uh, ten, and we moved from Birkenhead up to Bebbington, um, my dad used to sit with his back to the door. Um, at the other end, oh, no, no, he would be at the other end of the table. It would be me with my back to the door. And I always knew that if I could get out of that door and out into the garden, I could always go out and uh, run to the bottom of the garden and my dad would not be able to catch me because basically, I, you know, I could feign to go one day away and he'd go trying to get me and I'd go the other way. Uh, but once I could get Past and out to that garden, I was all right. Uh, obviously, when I was <laughs> when I was younger, it was only a yard, so <laughs> there was no way I was getting away there. Now, what about this one? Waiting to be asked. I like to be wait. Uh, I like to wait till I'm asked to do something. So, for example, if I go to a jam or you know something like that, I always prefer that somebody will say, are you okay, you know, you ready to go on, uh, etc., rather than barge in and put other people out. Um, now, you've been to jams like me. Um, this is musical jam for our listeners, and uh, basically you either go and sing or take your instrument along and you play with other players, and it's not predestined. Somebody probably will have a list uh, and we'll all organise it. Uh, but I do still like to be asked rather than barge in and feel like other people would resent me having a go. So what do you think about that? Um, well, jams are an odd one, aren't they? Because the the uh, etiquette of a jam is that normally somebody is running it and you would go in and put your name on the list. And I certainly know the jams that I go and that you attend as well. Um one of them, the the lady that runs it is very fair. Um, she fits everybody in. If she if there are too many people, she'll say, to, can you just do two songs? But she likes everybody to do three songs if they can, yeah. um, if, if they're able, which most want to do all night long uh, and not get off the stage. But um, 
So I, I don't know. That's a that's a tricky one. I think that's really dependent on the the individuals that are, that are there and who is running it, and also how their their upbringing and their idea of manners and and uh, what you're expected to do and not expected to do really. That's what it's dependent on, isn't it, really? Well, well, it is. But, I mean, even when, for example, uh, you know that uh, there's a lead coming up, a lead break in a song, you, you know, uh, you do get some people who immediately want to take the lead break instead of looking around to see if there's another musician who would prefer to do that. I mean, it's like I, I've found myself very, very often lately being the lead singer because um, maybe it just seems to be that that's um, the way it is. But, you know, I always will look around the band to see who'd like to do a solo. And um, oh, Absolutely. I mean, that's just the way. But then again... Well, you and I were brought up in an era where where that was the the polite way of doing things. I mean, it, that was the system of the 60s, 70s, not so much the 80s, I don't think. But that, that was what we were brought up to do. Yeah. I mean, and it's about, you know, manners, isn't it? We're talking about manners. And that is an – well, it's an etiquette more than a manner, I suppose, that we're, we're – it's sublimely uh, entranced in us, really. We don't, you and I don't know that we're doing it in a sense, apart from the fact that you just brought it up. But I think many of the youngsters coming up, and I'm not blaming just the youngsters, because I think there's some really talented guys out there, but some, and some of the old farts, to, to, to be honest, which some of them are, just want to hang on to the old glory days and they don't want to give it up. I mean, we're talking about something very specific now that you and I both understand and know about. But I can see the frustration of it, and I can and I can see why you would call it bad manners. Mm. Okay, well, look, we we will put that aside because I think that that again gives me an idea of another uh, day. But let's go to uh, things that we both have been part of, which is uh, the classroom. We've been uh, teaching people, um, either be it in the state system, in the schools, in the private schools, in your own uh, school that you ran, uh, where you taught people how to do uh, drama, for example. Um, I, for example, would always uh, think that most teachers find one of the biggest problems in today's teaching is to get the kids to understand that you don't shout out. It's almost like kids don't seem to understand today that there is uh, a question of manners. When you're in a classroom, you're supposed to listen. Uh, how many times do you say you've got two ears and one mouth? You, you know, why don't you try using those two ears? Um, and yet kids are, many of the kids don't know how to behave in class. I think that is part of the manners that they're not taught now. So um, your thoughts on that one? Well, that's that's an interesting one because obviously the kids that came to my my classes, I, I didn't teach for very long in the UK. In fact, it was hardly it was a few months once I qualified. But I, I, I left that for 20 years um, and then started this school with my wife, um, at the Broadway Performance Academy. And to be honest, the kids that were there wanted to be there. So to, to a certain extent, discipline wasn't a an issue because they actually wanted to do that. They yeah. came and they went. But there were kids who quite obviously, without naming names and doing whatever, 
that came to the classes and didn't know how to behave. Yeah. Didn't know that they had to be quiet when somebody else was talking. So it was drummed into them. And actually, my my technique, um, which I don't think would have worked necessarily in some of the schools or places you taught, um, be, because of the difference in cultures, if, if nothing else, um, I would just stop. Silent. Yeah, I, I that, use that. Yeah. That is one of, for, for me, that was one, not shouting, not screaming, not losing your temper, not going ragged, not doing whatever, just silence. And suddenly, whoever was perpetrating the, the noise or talking when they shouldn't have been, suddenly realised that they shouldn't have been talking. And I would then get one of the other students to explain to that person why they shouldn't be, not me, mm. them. And and I think from your peers, if you can get somebody who you know is going to is going to to actually uh, understand why you're doing something, if you if they learn from their peers, they learn a lot better than if you're actually trying to tell them or teach them something in my environment of the drama school. Yeah, good point. That uh, yesterday I went up to Valencia to sing at my. Um, granddaughter's class uh, because you know uh, this time of the year they're looking for little different things and they've got this project where uh, the grandparents are asked to go in and do different things and for example they had one of the grandfathers last week explaining how lifts work <clears throat> I, I wasn't there so I can't make a comment uh, but I do know that when I was playing to the kids yesterday um, it, it was great because I mean obviously they're all joining in they're singing doing a bit of dancing I'm asking them to do certain things etc um, and then exactly what you were outlining when they were getting boisterous I would completely not do anything and I would watch. Uh, the teacher was obviously there. So, you know, she was speaking to them uh, in the way teachers in, in in a general sense have to speak to young kids aged five. Um, but it was it was a good experience because obviously seeing Spanish kids and how they respond to their teacher. Yes, um, I, I certainly enjoyed looking to see what was going on. Um, I'm going to move to sport because... We both played a game, you to a greater degree than me, um, that was rugby. And then I uh, used to teach judo, which, of course, uh, demanded etiquette, demanded certain aspects of Japanese culture uh, if you really go into that particular sport. So uh, how much do you feel the, um, you know, the, the rugby inculcates any values um that come into say manners when you play rugby because it didn't it would appear difficult for anybody who's never played the game to understand that could there can actually be manners involved in some of that game as well well I, I, you're, you're absolutely right and uh and i think you're right on the count that it, unless you've played it um you wouldn't understand the the level of manners that are actually I mean, it must look to the onlooker. Sometimes I watch it and I think, oh, dear, that was a bit nasty. Yeah. But I, A, you don't know what happened 10 minutes before for them to want to do that. I mean, they're not all killers. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. To, I mean, I certainly don't understand the violence in football. Um, 
But the, the manner, in terms of manners, the rugby players are incredibly amongst themselves, well-mannered, and there's levels at which you go, um, which are mu probably much lower than possibly um, footballers in, a, in some regards. Um, but you sometimes you're even ostracised by your own or, or um, rebuked by your own team players if you've done something that's not particularly acceptable to them. And I think there's a, there's an honor in within rugby itself. There's a, there's a, there's a real honor and certainly lots of manners. I mean, there's nothing worse than a rugby coach full of rugby players all having a half cut singing on a song and doing whatever that, that, that is a level that's, that's something, something else. But generally speaking on the pitch in front of the spectators, most most games are played with incredibly good manners and the occasional punch. Yeah, I mean, to actually say to the referee, um, sir, which a lot of people still use. Um, so you have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to. It's 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 part of you are taught that you you and you don't question. And uh, sorry to interrupt you, but if you if you if you are an ordinary player and you're not the captain or the vice captain, you're not supposed to even address the referee you will be given 10 yards yeah they will push you back a penalty 10 yards if you question the referee does that i don't think that happens in football no uh, or many sports. i know when i came to the end of my playing days there were a couple of times when i was asked to referee um this happens now and again down the uh, lower teams um because basically somebody needs to referee a game and i know when the differential penalty first came out i remember whistling um and i or both teams stopped i completely forgot the new rule and i just looked at both teams and i said you know what that was for now just get down and it's a scrum down ball coming in this side and both teams went down. Nobody even thought of arguing. Um, you know, another time I blew the whistle and the ball had not bounced into touch as it should have done at the time that it, you know, the new rule came in. Again, yeah. even though I had made a mistake, uh, uh, and an honest mistake, nobody picked me up on it until after the game. And, uh, you know... Uh, just little things like at the end of the game, everybody uh, lines up and they clap the team off and shake hands and then all off they go. I think that's a, a great uh, aspect of uh, the rugby, certainly in the judo, um, the bowing to each other. A lot of judo players didn't quite understand straight away the culture that this actually comes from. Uh, because as you lower the head and the eyes stay on the same line, um, you're not actually being as deferential as maybe you would be in an English situation, um, you know, where people sort of uh, were expected to doff their cap to the lord of the manor and he'd be looking down on you if you use the language as it, um, you know, sort of... It, 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 the, the language tells you a lot about some of the things we used to actually have to do within British society. And I think, for me, going to teach at uh, Prince Charles's um, uh, farm, but that was the faculty of the Duchy College in Cornwall, um, you could see quite clearly the, um, the landed gentry 
in operation in parts of what they did as they um, um, introduced the equestrian part of the college. It was very interesting to me uh, to see different aspects of the manners, um, you know, and how people uh, did have to comply, etc. So um, let's go to customer service now. I love it when you go into a business. Now, yesterday, um, before I went to sing in the school, it was lovely because um, my daughter-in-law had booked a nice table. We went to have a nice meal. Um, The guy that met us was very polite, ushered us to the table, uh, sat us down. Another nice waiter came over. And each time different members of staff came in, um, they're just really, really nice manners the whole thing was just a nice experience. Food was excellent and the price was very reasonable. So, you know, it wasn't sort of spending great uh, amount of money. But I do feel sometimes that you then can contrast that with one of these, um, maybe a workers cafe, we, we might call it um, in England, where, you know, you'd go in. And uh, you'd have a a big double-decker sort of uh, sopping wet, butty, uh, sopping wet uh, with dripping and a bit of uh, bacon or whatever chucked at you. But even within that, you could have somebody with nice manners in a nice jovial way, totally different to the upper class sort of way that uh, you do it in a top restaurant. So, um, you know, it's it's all levels, isn't it? And the way things are delivered. Well, ma- manners, by definition, doesn't apply to a, st- uh, a level of uh, or, uh, aristocracy or whatever. You don't have to be an ar- aristocrat to have manners. There are different rules within the, the, the manners of uh, aristocracy. But, I, I mean, I... W- I'm sure you do as well. I will always ho- hold the door open for a, a, a woman, even a man. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't care who they are, but it is nice. I actually pat myself on the back in a sense when I do that. I know it's a bit sad that that has to be like that nowadays, but then on the other side, I've had the door closed in my face <laughs> when I've tried to go through it and other people more often than not these days, because somehow that level of manners has disappeared from society. And the only people that seem to be really on top of the manners are, in fact, the people in the upper classes to a degree. And the the working classes have been, I don't know what the word is really, but it's been slowly eroded, I suppose. And a time, time has a lot to do, I believe, with not having manners. I mean... It, we always say it doesn't take much to be polite. Well, it doesn't, does it, really? No. Let's be honest. It doesn't take much to be polite. But in this society and this hectic way we're, we're living, which is getting worse, uh, without a doubt, we don't have the time anymore to, to, for the, to even think about what you should be and what you should do. I, 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 I see it all being destroyed I must be honest, I see that differently. I think it's the person who makes the time. And we all have the same. That's the one thing that everybody has the same amount of uh, during the lifetime that you have. Um, You know, it doesn't just because you've got riches or you're sort of, you know, a different lifestyle. It doesn't give you more time. It just means that the time that you get 
has already been allocated. We, do, we don't know what it is, but, but it has been allocated to us. Now, um, for example, if uh, I hold the door open for somebody and they, it's obvious that I've made the effort, if they barge through, um, I will say to them, uh, yes, thank you very much, you know, and um, I'll look at them and say, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, very nice. Good morning. How are you? You know, and I'll, I'll make it sort of uh, obvious that they've been rude because, quite frankly, they are being rude. They know they're being rude. I think that... And you know what, you know what happens to that at the end of the day? That type of person, if you say that, or I have said that because you and I probably are the same ilk anyway... I get the F word. Yes. You know, they come back at you. Now, where, what's the response? That's how low we've actually be, we've gone. That you you cannot you cannot even talk to somebody about manners anymore of what they should do or shouldn't do because you're you're deemed as interfering with their business or doing whatever, and and that that's the response you get. I mean, and that is why the likes of you and I, even though. We keep on as much as we can trying to put manners maketh man to the fore. We're getting fed up with it. And actually, it's starting to become a real chore for me. Anyway, I, I speak for myself, trying to, uh, to instill some form of honourable personage to somebody who really doesn't, can't be bothered and doesn't want to know. I think, I'm sorry. That's, no, that's, that's how it's become. I, I think if you show people, it's up to them. But, you know, if you say something, then that's a little bit different because you've said something they can hear. But if you show people by the way that you behave that you care about them or you care about a situation or you think that something is important. Um, I always remember somebody sending a letter to the um, paper and it was something to do with uh, somebody who I think it, I, I think I related to it. This is why I remember it. Um, you know, you'd go outside and you say hello to your neighbour and your neighbour wouldn't reply to you. And you'd go back in feeling, oh, you know, they've annoyed you. And somebody had written into the local press and they, the way that they'd written is, I am not going to let that person decide how I feel. So if I want to go out and say hello to my neighbour, I'll go and do it. And I think that is something that I feel is right. I think that you have to put a little bit of effort. Uh, there's nothing nicer to me than seeing a somebody that looks a bit of a lonely soul coming towards me. And I'll say something like, um, buenos dias or bon dia or whatever it is, you know, I'll give them a greeting. And they look at you and then I give them a nice smile and I say, have a nice day, um, you know, or something like that. And the number of older people who respond to that because they're lonely, because probably they're fed up with the the stuff that's on the TV. They probably don't even want to be watching the the, the, the blessed box. Uh, and very few people actually go out the way to say hello. I always, when, for example, somebody's sweeping the streets or doing a menial job, I always like to say, uh, hi, have a nice day. That looks nice. You know, just a little comment. Um, and make them make that day a little bit nicer for that person. I think that's a nice thing to do, and I think that's part of manners, personally. No, I, I mean I, I do exactly the same. I I talk to everybody whether they want to be talked to or not. Um, it's it's you, you know what I mean. I sort of 
I suppose I'm a bit invasive and uh, Becky will say to me sometimes, well, why did you do that? What, what? You don't know him. And I say, but listen, if it, if it made him laugh like it did or made, made a joke or something, or if you put a smile on somebody's face every day, I think you've done your purpose in this world, whatever it is. And that's not necessarily manners. That is just how I feel about the the day. If you can make someone smile, not make them smile. I'm not talking about forcing their arm up around their back so they cry and they, they're smiling. I'm talking about absolutely making them smile because of something that you. I mean, how difficult is it to compliment somebody? Well, it's, I mean, if you if you comp, I don't know if you compliment somebody. It's difficult nowadays because you've got these political woke correctness people saying, well, that's a bit racist or sexist or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you saw the news today. It's slightly going off the subject, but I'm, I'm going to mention it because it is really important. There is a, a black community uh, theatre programme uh, on the TV, uh, on, in a theatre. I don't know where it is. I can't remember. Uh, that, uh, that for one performance, they're not allowing any white people in. Because it's a black comedy. Can you imagine, Vince, <laughs> the, uh, the, the sort of manners and the whatever? What, it, it comes under a million headings. But can you imagine if that boot was on the other foot and you didn't permit black people to get into a white theatre because they wouldn't understand the jokes or the... It, there would be a riot. You would have mass killings. It, it would be horrendous. But, oh, no. Oh, no. They're allowed to do it, and they are doing it. it, it, it it's mad. I was going to swear. It's madness. Well, uh, any black person who can't see that somebody like myself, somebody like yourself, is not representative of these scumbags who make life horrible for people just because of the colour. I think that's the first thing I would say, because quite frankly, you know, I would always try and respect anybody. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, I don't particularly like black rappers because basically I think they're as bad as white rappers. I just think that so many rappers just don't seem to have any respect in the language they use. And I'll bring in another little point about language here because... Uh, um, when I was learning French, uh, we used to have a thing called tutoyer, which was basically uh, you use a certain part of the declension of a verb in order to show that it's an older person and you respect who they are. Um, so, you, you know, because it's an older person, you'll say vous as opposed to to, uh, who's normally your friend and yeah. your, your close yeah. person. Now, uh, we don't really have quite the same in English. Um, in Spanish, I think we did have it. I don't think it's used as much these days. But I think that, you know, things like that... Um, does they do give you an idea, especially on an initial meeting. If I uh, meet some people who I know are French, uh, you know, I often will pick it up from listening to somebody and comment uh, allez-vous, uh, I will say, as opposed to uh, something which, you know, is far more familiar. So then yeah. that person, being an old, older person, will usually pick up on it and say, um, oh, uh, call me uh, by the two form, um, and we just immediately pick up a friendship like that. Uh, that is really quite um, interesting. And, for example, if we then extend 
the idea of manners into our driving because I don't know about you, but I feel there are numbers of people on the planet at the moment who don't want to share the road. Cyclists are <laughs> about the worst at knowing how to share and politely use the... the. Um, I mean, they've been given a lane. The other night, there was somebody on, our, on the pavement where we were walking, riding along... Anne explained, because she thought they were probably not Spanish and that they were speaking in English, she said, you do know this is uh, the cycling lane, don't you? And this is the pavement for us. And the guy said to her, I don't like cycle lanes. So where do you go with that one? You know, do, does that mean that you've got a free reign to get on the pavement and just knock down as many people as you like? Because some of these people on the e-scooters, um, they've never, ever got an idea or had an idea of how to share um, the road with people. They just don't seem to know what to do. And as they are not insured and obviously uh, they don't have a, um, a license plate to show you who they are, uh, they can just be as bad-mannered as they seem to want to be. And I feel that uh, a lot of driving, we also have the same you know, people cutting you up, people speeding when they shouldn't. Uh, when all said and done, we've all been guilty of a little bit of speeding. Um, I, I put my hand up and I'll say straight away, sometimes it's difficult. But when I know there's a school around, when I know there's uh, old people sign or anything like that, I immediately slow down. Just automatically, I'll check, ooh, you know, and if I'm a couple of miles over, ooh, straight down, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel that that that, uh, that we've got sloppy in attention to our fellow road users? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, all, it's, it comes to everything we've discussed this morning, from schools to, to families to whatever, is, is, man, is manners again, you know, it doesn't. Oh, I was passed by a car. Must have been doing two hundred kilometres an hour yesterday on the motorway. <clears throat> not, not a problem for him or her, whoever was in. It went too fast. I couldn't even see who was driving. But it's a problem to the other users on the. You know, an older person. Let's be honest, might not see that car coming up that quickly and make a manoeuvre and cause an accident. But it will be the, the older person's fault, not the not the person doing 200, although they will be exceeded. I mean, the, the laws just seem they don't seem to be laws anymore that seem to to follow. I mean, we we all tend to do what we want to do. I, like you, will sometimes hit the gas, especially if I'm if I'm. A, but I will. What I tend to do nowadays is if I'm on a speed limit road, I'll spec that's put the speed limit on the car. Yeah. And I stick to that. OK, I will go 10 percent over or put it on if I'm going somewhere. But that's what I will do. And driving a motorhome as well, um, which we are lucky enough to have. I mean, it's a big beast. It's yeah. eight meters long. And and I the the the, uh, the, 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 the I try to keep out of the way of other drivers and make myself slow down or do whatever so that it, it, it aids other other drivers but this business of the cyclists you know they don't care they really do not care they spit they pee up the road they i saw one shitting in them excuse me in the road the other day stopped off his bike got okay nature calls 
but don't just stop by the side of the road and do your business and then okay i it, the world's gone mad we used to, that would never have happened i don't didn't see when i was a kid anybody doing that um, I've got to say yesterday, um, I had a situation where I went into the loo and, uh, somebody was coming out. It was one of those horrible situations, as you know, every now and again, it happens. And, uh, you know, I went in and I was just appalled at the way this guy had left the, uh, the loo. Um, you, you, yeah. know, you see, I think that's part of manners, uh, no matter, um, absolutely 100 percent. you wouldn't you, you, i mean i would never come out of a toilet having you know made a mess and no matter what happened i would not come out of that room um also little basic things like parents uh telling the children clean up after yourself um you know not letting somebody having to clean up and do everything um, I mean, yes, there will always be days when perhaps we forget that, um, y you know, sometimes you, you've sat down and you have forgotten something. But in a general sense, I think if you are sharing anything with other people, then you don't leave a mess. And a lot of it does date back to the likes of, um, you, you know, when the nights were about. I mean, I always remember one of my dad's jokes was when he was explaining that you always walk on the outside of a lady. And, uh, Correct. you know, and he, he would say, well, you know, what, why'd you do it? And you would say, well, um, you know, it was so that when a carriage went by, uh, it wouldn't splash the lady, it would splash you. And he'd say, no, 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 it's so that you can spit in the gutter. You know, that was just my <laughs> mid dad's joke. But really, it was absolutely right. I mean, that's why we do let the lady walk on the inside. And I still do that. I mean, uh, uh, if now and again, I suddenly realise Anne's walking on the outside. I'll immediately put her on the inside just to make sure that if anything's going by, you know, she will obviously not be affected by it. And I think it's like... I do, I do exactly the same, but it's I won't let any woman do it. It's etiquette. It is etiquette. It is where one of these, you know, manners make it man things, really. It is proper etiquette. And, I, you know, I, I applaud it. I will go to my deathbed be trying to trying to do the right thing for the right people because it's important to do that i think it is it's it's a um, showing that you care for other people i mean i can always remember when uh, we had a doctor and his bedside manner was awful you know he really did <laughs> but but basically he didn't see himself there to go and uh, do the mamsy pamsy bit that we have today his remit was to get a, get you to get yourself better. And so he'd tell you, you know, if you've got a cold and you treat it, it'll last a fortnight. If you've got a cold and you don't treat it, it'll last 14 days. I mean, that was the way that, that he used to work. He used to be very pragmatic. And um, he didn't sort of suffer fools gladly. If you want to go in and tell everybody how ill you feel, he would tell you. Put yourself together. Get yourself. I mean, you know, go and get your lemons down. You get your chia seeds. You can do it for yourself these yeah. days. You know, do that. Well, Matt, once again, we've um, come to the end of a lollipop. It's been another um, very interesting hour because, you know, we do get these topics. And I think what we'll do for next week 
Um, I'll set it up now because then it gives us both time to think about it. Let's look at aspects of the weather. So aspects of the weather of the weather. So we'll look at you know how the weather affects us. There's going to be a great amount in there. I picked it up from something you said earlier on. Uh, so you know that will be a good topic for next week. And um, I'll drop you. Yeah. I'll drop you a line and remind you. But that one, I tell you, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> I think I will. Is it involve the weather, girls? Anything that you would like to involve, you know what I'm like. Uh, we'll pick it up and run with it. <laughs> Matt, we've looked at... They've got news for you. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've looked at manners. Some people have them, some people don't. And I'm going to politely ask you if you'd like to finish off our discussion for today. No, I, I, I think you're exactly... What we've discussed has been very good. I think uh, I, I would love everybody to have some manners. And, and if they haven't got them to bloom and get them lovely thanks matt look forward to the next one take care vince have a great week <laughs>